Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Enterprise Mobility Insights Outlook podcast. I'm Gina Daniel-Lee, Vice President of Strategic Alliances and Partnerships at Stratix, and your host for today's podcast. Today, our topic is telecom expense management, also known as TEM. In the easiest to explain terms, TEM is the process of managing and keeping track of wireless voice and data services in order for an organization to understand their internal telecom costs and manage their spend. Think about that. For a large organization, this can be a monumental task and very complicated to say the least. Here's an interesting statistic for you. It's estimated that by 2025, businesses will have close to 40 billion connected devices. That's a lot, isn't it? And think about the challenges for IT and finance teams to actually keep track of and manage all of those devices. Which ones are on, which ones are off? which ones, where someone traveled internationally, it kind of makes my head spin. To manage all this complexity, most organizations need a TEM solution to keep track of all these expenses and to keep costs down. But did you know there's also an added benefit that having the right TEM solution can provide? And that is visibility and business intelligence that is so critical to organizations today. Listeners, I know you're going to get a lot out of today's episode. Today, I'm joined by two industry experts in the area of telecom expense management, Nathan Brown and Natasha Royer-Coons. Nathan is co-founder and chief operating officer at Avantex, and Natasha is principal and chief revenue officer. You may be familiar with her from our recent DEI podcast. These tr- two are truly two of my favorite people. Hey, guys, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Gina. Thank hey, you. Gina. I've had the pleasure of knowing both of you for a while now, and we've had some really fun times working together. Natasha, let's start with you. Why don't you start by telling our listeners a little bit about yourself? I'm sure, Gina. So um, I'm going to date myself. I entered telecom in 1998. Um, so I'm a lifer. I love it. Um, so I uh, grew up uh, in the sprint ranks. Uh, so to speak. And um, I founded my first company and it was really to uh, build wireless networks, uh, leveraging, you know, connectivity um, and then leveraged expense management as an adjacent uh, solution for our customers. And uh, we were 100 percent in the channel. And through that journey of being 100 percent focused, uh, working with our channel partners to deliver these types of solutions, um, uh, we, I met uh, Mr. Nathan Brown and Mr. Brad Frazier of Advantix, and that started a, a beautiful journey together where we leveraged the power of the Advantix technology in the platform with some of the best channel relationships that uh, I had built over many, many years. Um, so in my role, I guess uh, you can call me chief revenue officer or chief uh, channel champion. I love that. Nathan, your turn. Tell our listeners a little bit about you. Wow, thank you very much. So a little bit about me, my, um, like Natasha, um, my career started actually at uh, that company that starts with an N, Nextel, believe it all things, um, and um, doing the old famous push to talk thing. But, you know, through that journey of working at Nextel and, um, and really listening to customer needs, um, I found a very unique thing uh, that was yet to be solved by uh, anybody in the in the marketplace, and that was you know how to improve customer service and keep cost either reduced or under control. 
Um, so co-founded Advantix and through that um, worked with some very close individuals and really architected the, uh, the core operating system of Advantix, built the team up. And 20 years later, we're sitting here together, United Forces with Natasha mm -hmm. and um, doing some really cool things in the market space. I love the history of building the company together that you guys have. So let's start with the big picture. Telecom expense management is a really hot topic these days, right? As organizations are keenly focused on making sure they're spending in the right places and in the right ways. And for anyone who's not familiar with telecom expense management, Natasha, can you explain why getting a handle on mobile costs can be so complicated? Um, yes, Gina, it's uh, like you said, it's a little mind boggling that it can be that complex. Um, so I'm going to flush this out via an example of, um, you know, this is a client, I would say, in the enterprise space. Um, but this particular client lost control really of um, the carrier spend, uh, the multiple contracts, um, the pooling, which, you know, sends customers into um, overage. Um, and they had a full FTE just to manage on Excel spreadsheets, you know, the invoices and spend and manually handle allocating costs back to stores. In this case, it's a, it's a retail. So, you know, if you look at that um, environment, we took 18,000 um, devices um, over a couple thousand stores. And because we were able to um, leverage uh, our entire portfolio of solutions, uh, we were able to um, bring the best of breed carriers to the solution. We were able to drive 60K um, in uh, savings per month. They were able to leverage that to do a couple of things, actually buy new hardware. So they were actually able to leverage that for a technology spend. They were able to take that single FTE, put her back into play with strategic IT assets. Um, and so if you take a look at that environment, even for an enterprise client, it can be highly manual. You need experts, you know, you need a platform, you need technology, um, you need best practices. And if you can take that complexity out of that environment, you know, our customers can focus back on their core competencies. I think you're spot on. Nathan, take us back a little bit. What was the genesis of TEM? Yeah, great question. So TEM, by definition, telecom expense management, um, has a lot of different flavors to it. And when we started Advantix, we had two guiding principles. And I think a lot of folks in our space are doing that. One is to provide a superior um, customer experience, and the other is to control cost or reduce cost, whatever that may be. So when you think about those things 20 years ago, right, and it's still a guiding mm -hmm. principle today. Now, today there's fancy software and there's complex, um, you know, processes and things of that nature. But at the very core of it is, is how well can an organization actually manage your expenses, manage your assets? And I know that we'll probably get into this a little bit, but there's a big difference between managing assets and managing invoices. Those two things do obviously coincide together. So from the very beginning, those are the things that were onset problems and they still consist today, 20 years later. There's just more to it now. There's more things to manage. There's more moving parts. There's more carriers. But in the grand scheme of things, that is the genesis. Great. So Natasha, when, when a partner or a enterprise customer is looking for a TIM platform, are there certain capabilities and features that we should really be looking for? You know, um, Gina, I'm going to speak to what I believe 
customers should look for when they're searching for the perfect temp for them. And I'm going to have Nathan actually fill in on the technology and platform piece because, you know, uh, with, with being a co-founder um, and the operating I guess, COO, you know, he really architected that technology roadmap with our CIO. And, and, th and there's a lot to that that I would like our listeners to, to key in on in regards to why an API, you know, with carriers matter, you know, inventory matters. But, right. you know, if I just step back, though, just on the business side for a second, Gina, I would say that it's really important that um, when you're looking for the best TEM, um, the best fit, you are looking for experts in telecommunications. And depending on what you're looking um, to have managed, you might be looking for wireless experts or even wireline. So I think it's really important you figure out what kind of experts sit on that bench and it's deep. And that these experts aren't afraid to bring best practices because a lot of customers um, you know, have a lot of practices that have been around for quite some time. Some of them are highly manual. And it's great to come together and say, we have an opportunity to, to redefine this. Um, for process optimization. Um, so I think that's really important. Obviously, technology and the platform, critical, right? And uh, business intelligence and so forth. Nathan's going to talk a little bit about that. And then the business fit. Um, if you really think about it, a telecom expense management company is going to potentially, based on what the customer buys, because there's expense management, um, there's also help desk, right? There's reporting. Mm -hmm. And so ultimately, if you think about that, you're getting completely integrated uh, or the two companies are getting integrated with each other. So you've got to understand the business fit. So as a, as a customer, you know, what, is, what, uh, what outcomes are you looking for? You know, how do we integrate our workflows and our teams? How do we deliver that together? So again, I think those three things, which is expertise, technology, and business fit are critical when you're looking for the best time for your company. Um, but Gina, you know, with that, if you don't mind, maybe Nathan can fill in on the importance of the technology piece. Sure, please. Yeah, so, you know, when you look at this and you think about, um, Natasha used a real important word, integration. And depending on the size of your spend and looking for, you know, the solution provider of your choosing, the thing that, that pops out to me is, is that word integration because you're as close to bringing two organizations together than you could ever imagine because you're looking at the help desk, you're looking at the integration from the ITSMs, which ticketing systems, things of that nature. So one of the things that I would encourage the, the viewers to do is think about it from this perspective. A Tim cannot be all things to, to everyone. They have to be experts and they have to be experts in certain areas that are relevant to what they're looking for. So one of the key questions I would ask any Tim is give me the top five things that you're good at and give me the top three that you're great at. It doesn't matter how big the RFP is. It doesn't matter the politics inside of the buying process. If you can't get to the core of what that Tim provider is really great at, you're going to face long-term consequences as a result of it. So really dig into that and push that TEM provider. Relationship is critical as well. The culture of your organization and the culture of that TEM organization is critical to the success of the partnership. If your organization is, is running you know, 10,000 tickets a month to the ticketing system and it's all SLA driven when it's all said and done, and you've partnered with a TEM that is more relationship driven and they don't, may not have as strong systems around SLAs, you're going to run into problems. And then you're in repair mode. 
you're consistently trying to repair the relationship. So we just really encourage that, you know, in all of those 2000 different things that go in inside of the buying process to narrow it down to just a few real critical items. I love that recommendation of three great things. And, and I completely agree with you in terms of the integration, not just of the technology, but of the culture as well. And that's really important to us from a Stratix perspective. So there's a lot of players in this space, right? Some are large and some are small. Are there pros and cons of working with one or the other? And I'll let either yeah. one of you answer that. Yeah, yeah, I'll take that one. So I think the answer to that is, um, is yes. Um, you know, you talk about that buying process and trying to really figure out what makes sense. But I think these are some of the key things that I would take away, three of them. The first is size your own organization up. Um, if this is your first time to purchase Tim, look at some of the other things that you're currently doing that have the same look and smell, right? So you know what you're looking for and what you're trying to, uh, to purchase talk to the customers, the ones that have been with the with the TEM provider and the ones that have left. Get educated on the process. Tap into industry experts, right? There's plenty of organizations. Natasha is the president of Aetna. That, that association is available to, to our organizations to reach out to and get recommendations. So do your homework there. Just again, don't push out the RFP because you're gonna get canned answers back at the end of the day. Get deep inside of that. The second thing is to encourage is understand your core principles that you're trying to accomplish. So it may just be at the end of the day that you're just looking for a strong inventory management tool and processing invoices. You're not worried about help desk. You're not worried about reporting, things of that nature. So understand your needs. And once you really understand your needs, I think it falls into the third thing that I think is the most important part. And I mentioned it earlier is the relationship with any organizations working together. If there's not a dynamic of strong working relationships from all the way the C-level all the way through the organization, you are setting yourself up for failure. And unwinding a TEM relationship is not easy. And a lot of times organizations can't leave who they're with because they're so intertwined in the process. So before you make that mistake, right, really think about it and do your due diligence in order to accomplish those three things. That's great advice, Nathan. So, Natasha, we, we focus a lot in this space on cost, like phone lines and the setup charges and data allowances, et cetera, right? But there's also a device component to this, right? And, you know, from a Stratix perspective, we talk a lot about asset management. In fact, that's why we, you know, built our in-house um, proprietary iTrack 360 platform. How does Tim tie in with the whole concept of asset management? Um, so Gina, um, you know, that's a really great question. Uh, in the Tim space, um, you know, that's a lot about um, invoices and spend, and then you can get to the device level, right? To track a device back to those things, back to a location, back to a cost um, allocation record and so forth. If you wanted to expand it further in regards to what we do for the clients is to ask them, well, what are all the things that are really important for you to track from an at an asset level? You know, and it could even get down to the specific specifics of do you have a cellular router at this particular location? What is its Mac ID? You know, what is the serial number? It could go down to one SIM, right? A SIM number tied specifically, you know, to a, I don't know, mobile, you know, computer tied to a spend 
to a carrier, to a location, to a cost allocation record. So in our world, because um, Advantix built the platform from the ground up and it was purpose built for tracking, you know, inventory spend um, and, and so forth, we're able to sit down with a client and say, what are all the things that are really important for you to track, including the asset? And we can build in what are called group values. Basically, these are endless number of fields that we can allocate to track any element of the customer's asset and tie it back to the records that are important to them. That's great. Nathan, early on in the in the conversation, we talked a little bit about business intelli intelligence. Talk to us a little bit about how, you know, having visibility to all your devices and this, you know, business intelligence increases the overall ROI. Yeah, so if I was sitting side by side with a potential buyer and I was on the other side of this and I was looking at, um, you know, the long-term benefit to a strong TEM partner, um, I would dig in deep into this area of asset management versus billing management. So a lot of times that gets kind of confused in our space where um, the ability to process an invoice and do a little bit of, of um, allocation of assets out gets confused with inventory. So let me give a good example of this. A, a, a true inventory would be, let's take a, just toll-free numbers as an example. Let's say an organization has uh, 3,500 toll-free numbers. When that billing statement comes out, if those toll-free numbers haven't been utilized on 50% of the, of the numbers itself, they're not going to bill. You're not going to see them. So an average person wouldn't even know that they have 3,500 toll-free numbers. So when you look at when you look at the ability to gain visibility, you've got to partner with a TEM provider that truly understands what inventory means, right? And inventory is everything. It doesn't matter if it's been disconnected, if it's if it's in some kind of holding pattern, if it's on some kind of proration because it's new, you've got to have full visibility. So once you have that core visibility utilizing tools like APIs and billing loaders and all the fancy things that we do in our space, you then got to have a strong BI platform that makes it very, very easy, right? Now here at Advantix, we've chosen to use industry standard from a, from a standpoint of, of business intelligence. And just in a few clicks, this is, this is what you would be looking for. In a demo, you should you should be asking, can in three or four clicks, can I determine specifically what's at a certain location for me, right? If it takes longer than a few seconds to understand your true inventory, then, then at the end of the day, the business intelligence platform you're looking at is not robust enough. And that BI platform is going to be a tool that you're going to use, especially in on the wireline side, right? Your SD-WAN, your POTS lines, your toll-free numbers, and as well as on your mobility. So business intelligence is a critical attribute to any successful TEM program. Wow. And Gina, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I was just going to add to that, Gina. Um, you know, I think uh, the, the BI is really important because as a TEM, we crunch so much data. And, you know, in our world, we produce uh, uh, both custom and standard reports, right? Standard reports are based on best practices. These are the things you have to know about your telecom, you know, spend and inventory like we just talked about. Custom reports are really specific to a customer's needs. So those are set up early on and, and, and generated. But the BI tool takes that and gives you a visualization of all the most important aspects of your telecom. So when you're sitting whether you're an IT director or SVP, you know, um, of, of, of IT or CIO or the C, 
EO, it doesn't matter. You're trying to make great decisions about your technology and your path forward uh, and your spend. And that BI tool should, like Nathan said, give you um, information at your fingertips that help you make great decisions, right? So for example, it should give you a geospatial visualization uh, where are all my assets and I can visualize it with my just an eye, not combing through sheets and sheets of Excel, you know, of Excel. Um, say, okay, if I stare at this map and geospatial, I can see all of my POTS lines, like Nathan said, or all of my MPLS circuits or SD-WAN. Did the ex expense grow in New Jersey? Did it shrink? Did it grow in Atlanta or did it shrink? It should be that easy to take a look at that entire holistic view and make great decisions on a BI platform. Wow, you guys have given us a lot of great information. I knew we would learn a lot in this conversation today. I'm at the end of my questions, but is there anything that we missed that we need to kind of put, you know, the cherry on top in terms of this conversation? Natasha, you go first. Um, you know, we likely touched on um, um, the magic of APIs. And I would say that, you know, for our listeners here, when you, um, you know, look for a TEM, I mean, dig into the types of APIs that they have natively with the, with the carriers. Um, those type of APIs, you know, will drive um, higher adherence to SLAs and the ability to send orders and requests instantaneously and very accurately. Um, so I would definitely uh, kind of wrap up to say, you know, again, right, the things that are more most important, um, best practices, um, expertise, technology in the platform, including the APIs, um, and again, the culture and the fit. But that's that's a wrap for me, Gene, on that side of it. Nathan? Yeah, I think for me, it's, you know, if you're listening to this and, you know, you've, you've maybe have gone through, um, you know, a few relationships in the TEM space, is to go back and just really look at what worked, what didn't work. Um, because every organization in our space is going to be unique in, in certain areas, and you really have to figure out what's the most important and then be able to forecast what you believe is going to be important based on technology changes as obviously things occur. And I said it before, and I'm going to say it again. I just, I'm going to come back to it. I, I just think that working relationship, you know, after doing this for 20 plus years, um, you know, any strong working relationship can get through the tough times. And managing TEM is tough, it is, it's not glamorous. It's hard work. It doesn't matter how fancy your tools are at the end of the day. You've got to have a team behind you that supports you, that you feel confident with, that's going to be able to get you to the finish line. So relationship, and um, I think if you focus on that piece of it, you're going to find to have a, you know, a very you know, conducive environment for you and your expense management team internally. Really great advice. So guys, at the end of our podcast, we like to lighten it up a little bit with some rapid fire questions if you guys are game. We are game. All Dilly. right. So the first question is, what was your favorite subject in school? Nathan, you go, go first. first. Okay, I'll go first. Okay, so it was going to the principal's office. <laughs> Is that a subject? Is no, that your I'm favorite or the, mo the most visited class in school? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so if I have to give an, a, an honest, good answer, I'm going to go with history. That was my favorite. But if I'm going to give a little bit more uh, honest answer, it would probably be lunch. I used to love eating lunch midday. <laughs> or how about PE, Nathan? <laughs> exactly, exactly. How about you, Natasha? Uh, mine was English. I love to uh, read and write. So that was my thing. 
Love it. Love <laughs> it. And it has served you well. Thank okay. You. So I'm really excited about this one. Natasha, what superpower would you choose? Okay. This may sound a little cheesy, um, but I, you know, I was thinking about this and it would be actually really wonderful to take away people's pain and make them happy. Like oh. that's a pretty awesome superpower. I like that. Nathan, how about you? Yeah, well, mine sounds kind of weak compared to that. That was like an <laughs> awe moment, right? Everybody's like, awe, right? Um, so for me, um, I'm a pilot, so I love to fly. So I would like to have a super power to be able to fly anywhere I want, anytime I want to. Nice. I like that. Okay, final question. Name a guilty pleasure. Mine's, a mine's really silly, Gina. I'm like definitely a little embarrassed. It's very teenage girly. Go ahead. <laughs> Do tell. Okay, so I really like to watch like makeup videos um, on YouTube, especially the K-pop stars. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Nathan, can you top that? I don't think so, man. She's got me on this stuff. If anybody knows our working relationship, we're always kind of competing at stuff. So I'm trying to figure out how to do that. So, you know, what popped in my head is I mentioned I'm a pilot. So here's a little um, a little secret is, is when folks uh, happen to go to my calendar and see like a half day blocked out, it's a pretty good indication that I've decided to slip, to slip away and go fly a little bit. So I'm going to put that one up there for pretty high as, as my guilty pleasure is just uh, slipping away and going flying. I love that. Pop on over to Atlanta sometime, okay? Yes, ma'am. Guys. Gina, that's also called playing hooky from work. There you go. There you go. Which kind of ties back into the favorite subject in school, right? Exactly. Now we've come full circle. <laughs> Guys, it's been great having you. Thank you for joining me today and sharing your expertise and your passion with our listeners. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much for the opportunity, Gina. Thank you, Gina. Of course. And listeners, if you liked what you heard and would like more information or would like to sign up for future episodes, please visit stratixcorp.com slash podcast to subscribe. We'd also love it if you would rate and leave a review for any podcast that you've listened to. Until next time, goodbye.